Hello, hello, welcome to Not So Angry Environmentalists presented by Urvari, where we take up issues related to the environment and discuss them rationally. The environmental community is pretty hostile right now, and this is our small attempt to be more inclusive. And joining me, of course, is Vasundhara Gupte, co-founder of Urvari. <laughs> hello, Vasu. And uh, we are going to discuss today how to run an environmental organization. How to not run an environmental <laughs> organization, actually. <laughs> that is true. We're so... not so angry, not so angry environmentalist. It has been two and a half years, going on to three years, three years since we founded Urvari, uh, not me. Vasu and Khushi founded Urvari and uh, all of the work though <laughs> no no that's a lie but uh, yeah so we thought we were kind of qualified to speak about this topic and that is why we decided to share our experiences for any college student I would say I think I'm like experiences college student or like school student level so if any of you all plan to uh, start your own club it's not necessarily an environmental thing. So if you want to start anything like that, here are a few tips and insights from us, from our journey. So basically, we this is going to just be us, you know, describing our journey, our mistakes, many mistakes that we've made over the last two and a half years, and just reflecting back on everything that we've done so far, what has worked out for us, what has not worked out for us. And if you plan to start something of your own, it could be a small club, your organization, even if you're just creating like a volunteering group, we have some tips on that because WhatsApp groups, <laughs> we know a thing or two about them. But um, yes, obviously, if you <laughs> wish to start something like Greenpeace, probably <laughs> uh, won't have advice for that. But something small scale, I think we've garnered experience if you want to start something like greenpeace then also you're at the right pace because i'm a ubc student and greenpeace's founder was also a ubc student let's go <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow that is interesting information i know he's now a climate change denier we'll we'll discuss about that in another episode <laughs> yeah but anyway i want to hear <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway do you want to start off by how you started okay so Urvari started off as you are not going to believe this but literally with like I think two people because um, this was around the same time Amazon forest fires uh, were like a big thing and I wanted to donate to this uh, cause somehow but I couldn't find like a single legitimate website where I could actually give money everything seemed like a scam or they wanted you know uh, PayPal, which I did not have, and nobody was accepting credit cards. So uh, it was a whole thing, and I was super frustrated. So I decided, you know what, if I can't help the Amazon forest, maybe I'll just, I don't know, plant a tree myself or something and get all my friends to do it. Mm -hmm. So I call up Kushi, who was my best friend, still is my best friend, and I tell her, let's do something about this. So we get on a call, and she's like, okay you know what this sounds good but it was we we never really thought we'd do it seriously and then we got on another call and then we actually ended up doing it very seriously we were like let's come up with a name and we cut the call and 
we were like name huh and no we didn't think we'd actually go through with it and then i decided urvari uh it came from urvi and vari which were the names of both of our houses khushi and mine in school so when urvari came up we were actually like you know what now that the name is here let's do it so we made a very cringy video which please do not go and watch please go and please go and watch it if was you archive it i'll make sure that i unarchive it again <laughs> and um the video basically said that we want to plant trees every weekend and that we could use your support and we posted it on instagram on a page called urbari and that's how we started and i think that weekend we planted like five trees or 10 trees or something it was just me her and two friends from my building <laughs> that's actually nice So you started by planting trees and how long did you continue that for I think that went on for 2 months almost again even in these 2 months and this is when we had freshly started uh even in these 2 months we did not do it super consistently there was like we missed 2 weeks in between uh, but to make up for it we came up with like this 100 plants idea mm-hmm. that is i think where we met uh, you right That was That's the first one that I pitched after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That was the later. That was Project Hundred. Yeah, yeah. It, the, I think the one that you were doing was fifty plants or something. Fifty plants. Yes, yeah. yes. Not hundred. Yeah. Fifty yeah. plants. Yeah. Again, that project was not a success. Since we are talking about, um, this is not going to be your happy, inspirational story. This is about all the mistakes. So it was a big project, and we were so excited. All of us pitched in money, and we got all these plants. um we got flowering plants by the way which is never a good way to go we just again not much research put into it we were just over passionate and we bought the first plant it looked pretty to us we didn't even think of what will happen with them next um are they suitable for the climate who is going to take care of them are they going to get enough water no thought put into it we just went ahead and did it because well yeah you know so i think these plants 50 all of them ended up dead i mean if you go to that park right now and see it uh, you are not going to find a single flowering plant there so that was our first project we we thought it was a massive success until like two months later when all of the plants died but um, that was also our first big project nice and how difficult was it finding volunteers actually for this project the 50 plants one it was mainly our friends and uh, i think a couple of people from instagram that was that included you cuz i didn't know you as a friend back then yeah. so it was you a couple of my friends and the most amount of volunteers actually were ib students who came for cas so we spoke to like one of the ib uh, one of our ib friends and their teacher agreed to give marks to whoever uh, came to this plantation drive so that is how we got most of the volunteers for our drive mm-hmm. and i think that was like a trend that we saw <laughs> over the next year alone oh nice yeah so how to get volunteers and how to stay consistent are basically two points that i'd like to discuss so how to get volunteers is basically you need to find sources where a people are bi- willing to do work so 
you can get volunteers in two ways either you can find people that are passionate about the cause that like your organization is about or you need to give an incentive to people right mm. so the first one i would personally say is a pretty difficult thing to do and if you genuinely find people who are passionate in the cause include them in your core team honestly but there are a few ways in which you can give people incentive one of which is if you build a social media platform with a certain amount of followers people will always do work to have a post about them have something written about them have appreciation shown to them and um, a second important thing is something that will help them for their college so teens as you said ib students who are like who have cas student who want to do stuff for supw who want to get community service to put there on their college profile and that is why later on in urvari when we realized that we could actually start issuing certificates we started giving people certificates with their name on them as an incentive to do work and again the appreciation thing going back to that even when i started doing the internship uh, i made sure that every urvari internship project got at least two posts because for the amount of effort that they were putting in they deserve that right so even after a small project make sure that you write a thank you letter like a thank you note to all the participants if you can't personally message every one if it's that big of a project make sure they're all added to a group where you write a thank you thing so yeah i think that's two short short ways and find out organizations who you can collaborate with and make sure they're good organizations to collaborate with but uh, i think rotaracts and leo clubs are a helpful so resource because they are again passionate people who want to do good and are searching for projects to put their effort into so yeah absolutely yeah for sure i feel like uh, this was again this was one of the most you know resourceful thing that we did the ib thing cuz so many of our project most of the kids were from ib who wanted pictures with us mm-hmm. and honestly for me personally it was a little annoying at times because i know they were there just to get their pictures clicked and they weren't really uh, you know authentically yeah. <laughs> they didn't really care about the cause or weren't doing it because you know out of genuine concern yeah. for the cause but something i learned as part of how to not run an organization <laughs> well you have to whatever you get you have to you know accept it and even if these people are they do not care about the cause they 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 are showing up and they are helping you get somewhere achieve okay. something and what this is uh, achieving is that eventually you grow enough that you get in contact with actual people who care about the environment but till you do that you have to like ride on these people to like ensure that you are getting the turnover that you want in terms of number of volunteers absolutely and and the second thing is consistency right vasu would you like to tell <laughs> you about consistency <laughs> well um i can tell you how to not be consistent <laughs> because consistency i will admit is not our strongest um forte it's not exactly what we are known for uh, we get these sudden pangs of like 
motivation where we do so much we get so much done and we're just you know doing great projects but then after that project is over everything just fizzles out and for two months you'll not hear from us see from us and this was really bad back when like we initially started i think it was only after like the eco brick project that we actually started to be well somewhat consistent yeah. but before for months we just disappear correct so the the reason why consistency is important is because the people who follow your work want to know that you're still going because there are a hundred of clubs which start and then do one project and then disappear again throughout this podcast i will give importance to social media for the pure reason of the fact that we get 90% of our volunteers through social media 90% of the people who know us get to know of our work through social media and are connected uh, from us through social media and again the thing is a follow on instagram is valuable to people because they want to maintain their follower following ratio so you need to give them something worth following and if you are a dead page for 2 months then it it's not something worth following and that is why sure you do a big project every 2 months because like anything more than that does not fit in your study schedule that's very understandable but you need to show people that you are putting in that small effort you need to educate them in the smaller ways you need to give them content related to the cause so just post about something as simple as you know cutting the milk packet in the right way so that there's not a small thing that goes into the turtle's nose or whatever the hell but like just do the small things to be consistent so that your followers keep in touch with you and think about you regularly mm-hmm. yeah and this is something again i feel like we've done a lot right because i realized it's not important for you to always come up with some great project for every weekend or oh, last weekend we did a food drive so this weekend we need to do a beach clean up not necessarily because again we're students we have other things to deal with but you can literally just this is what we do for twitter or even on instagram sometimes we repost other people's tweets or we just you know we know that uh, let's say it's world ocean marine life day or something we don't have anything to say about marine life day we don't want to i don't know i mean i don't know what do you do on marine life day it exists yes. so you just post a story about it you reshare somebody else's post and let people know oh it's marine life day and it's just like it takes 3 seconds of their day but they remember that oh it's marine life day and we, we know that because urvari posted it on its story today correct so speaking of like important days one more thing is on the topic of how to get volunteers is try to make your uh, projects as interesting and on point as possible so if you try to connect them them with all these little days it helps so again with the food drives what we did is on the occasion of christmas on the occasion of valentines instead of doing this do that you know because probably on a regular day people wouldn't care that much but like since it's valentines day people will think oh you know instead of crying over my singleness let's donate then to feed someone else's food um so it's important to make 
that thing interesting and one way you can do that is connected to an actual event or something which people can relate to or think oh this is special and different from all the other days that i could do this and now that we've given you one what to do let me give you one what not to do <laughs> uh what not to do is if you know it's holy tomorrow you don't start working on holy posts tomorrow <laughs> it is very important to make a list of all the important dates so for example we don't want to do anything for world marine life day but we do want to talk about let's say world environment day so you make a list of all these days let's say in the beginning of the year or um in the at the start of every month or even a week in a uh, week in prior but make a list of these da- days because you suddenly realize oh it's holy and tomorrow what do we do and then there's this whole panic thing and this happened with us this exact literally the same thing happened with us this is based on very true incidents um so i think it was holy and we realized a day before that oh there's so much we can do for holy eco friendly colors for example so we ended up posting we i literally made like this reel about first of all these colors take like 3 hours to make so chopping the beetroots and putting them in the mixer and waiting for it to dry all of that it, it took took me a lot of time and then recording it in the perfect lighting all of this took at least 5 hours by then it was already like what we wanted to post it one day before holi at least because people are not going to wake up on the day of holi and spend 5 <laughs> hours making the color right so we wanted to post it before one day before the holi at least we ended up posting it at like 3 am nobody's going to <laughs> wake up at 3 am and make a color for next morning so simple things if if we had just you know scheduled it a little better and let's say even got it posted by like 6 pm that would maybe one or two person might have actually given it a thought a thought maybe you know shops were closed so we'll just make it at home let's try this out why not Correct. So, as our co-founder Kushi always says, it is very important to create a hype around something. So, uh, again, the holy thing is just a small schedule thing, right? But even when you're doing a project, you need to make sure that people you post about it at least a week before it's actually happening, so that people have the time to clear their schedules, even if they want to participate. If there's a donation happening, you need to. posted at least 2 weeks before so that you can collect the money in fact even more than 2 weeks before because you need to collect the money make sure you have enough funds to go through with the project if you don't have enough funds then market it more or find other sources of funding and then actually go through with the project on the day that's decided right so having all those steps in mind and having that basic planning is really important and speaking of your holy reel I would like to bring up the topic of be shameless because <laughs> because that's something that I always think that I lack because I'm always very oh I won't come on camera oh I won't make reels oh you know how I look I can't look good but all that is just an excuse of being embarrassed and when you are if you are really passionate about the cause you will be willing to make a cringy reel is what i think the thing is you need to do whatever is in your power to a make sure that everyone around you knows about your organization so that 
again as i keep repeating so that you can connect with the right people and so that the right people can get to know about your organization and be just the maximum reach on social media right so that again you get to the right people and for that maximum reach you will have to shamelessly speak about your organization plug it everywhere bring it up in every possible way you know you know like one of those startup people who wear their company t-shirts wherever they go come on shark tank go here go there you basically basically your organization is a mini company so mm. so you need to grab every opportunity to speak about it even if you think it's embarrassing even if you think your message sounds a little little self promoting and shit like that because at the end you are helping a cause which you are passionate about so yes and this is what i appreciate about khushi and even rahil for that matter because these are this is something even i haven't completely gotten over for example you know every time even about the podcast i know there are certain people who will listen to it on my um college group but then i don't want to seem like i'm you know promoting myself too much and um or at all for that matter so i wouldn't put such stuff on the group khushi or rahil on the other hand will make sure every they personally text these people and this is this is something it's 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 a strategy apparently they're like if you put it on a group they're less likely to actually see it if you personally text them and then write a message about you know hey check this out you'll probably like this 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 it's it's personal they will want to listen to it and they actually go uh, go and do that they put that effort into it which which i think is really great and if you yourself can't do it because i personally still can't have people around you who can and these are these are important people i mean we we could be putting hours into this podcast this could easily you know be the greatest podcast in the world but nobody's going to listen to it if you don't you know get people to listen to it Correct. so yeah so that is it for the first episode we will discuss the rest of the things important to make an organization in the next one meanwhile follow us on instagram follow instagram uae follow us on twitter and leave comments tell us what you think about this episode and tell us topics that you would like us to cover see you next time